Welcome again to another episode of Sparkcast. 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 Oh, come on, Sammy. I mean, Thomas. Get it right. I'm, uh, I'm Sean. Thomas. Alita Sammy. Uh, now I want to call myself Sean One, because I'm the only one. Because you're, you're a fan of Leader One? Yeah, the minicon from mm. Transformers Armada. No, you mean Leader oh. One from GoBots. God, this isn't a GoBots podcast. I'm going to take over this podcast. No, the GoBots should go away, okay? so Yes. Uh. On that note, today we're talking about the Transformers coloring book, The Decepticon Patrol. Yep, and once again, it is also written by Dwight John Zimmerman. You guys want to read to us the artists? Yeah. Um, so the first artist, Charles Nicholas, real name Chuck Quadira Cicada, he wrote Autobot's Secret Weapon we reviewed a while ago, and he also did two coloring books and one of the sticker books. He's most known for creating the Blue Beetle, which he sold the rights and rights to for some extra money. He worked at Timely, later Marvel, Comics. He did some more comics, Captain America, Human Torch, the Android One, All Winter Squad, and Miss America. He did an adaptation of The Diary of Anne Frank in Star Wars. Interesting, since the artist in the other, other coloring book did the art for the next two Star Wars movie comic adaptations. In the 80s, he worked on Cracked Magazine and the Incredible Hulk Sunday comic strips before passing away in 1985. That's really depressing. But he had a nice, fully active life for 40, 50 years. That's true, but like, dang. Like, he couldn't even see the Transformers actually be something. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was 85, so it would have been after they gotten exploded. Yeah, I guess that's a year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Charles Nicholas was also a pseudonym used by three other people, including Jack Kirby, that was used to make sure artists couldn't claim they owned any rights to their art since the name was a company name. It's odd that he would still be using this rather than his real name 40 years later. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Thomas? Uh, the second artist is Phil Lord. This is comic book artist David Philip Lord. He used the name Phil Lord when working on reprint books to touch up the art. So he's used this al- alias before. Worked at Marvel Comics, who published his coloring book when it was released in 1984. And he also worked on other Marvel coloring books. He did a lot of background and fill-in work in other comic books, including Transformers number 9, in which he was uncredited. Huh. So we got somebody who did the frickin' Blue Beetle, and then we have this guy. <laughs> I actually had to, to search a lot for Phil Lord because he was only being used as Phil Lord, and I had to look at other comic websites to connect him. Wow. Maybe this was used as some kind of like training program. <laughs> <laughs> Partnered up a beginner with a journeyman. He could have. I mean, that's pretty cool. But yeah, when uh, when I mentioned uh, the mention of the the other two Star Wars movie coloring book, that was for the other coloring book that we couldn't review because the, the scans did not exist. So yeah, this is episode, well, not episode, issue three of this line of uh, coloring books, right? Yep. Still exciting. Still exciting. To read along as we go through this podcast, you can go to C-A-M-P-H-O-R-T-R-E-E dot net, camppoetry.net, and go to the Transformers section, coloring books, Decepticon Patrol. And if we want to start again, who wants to introduce us to the squiggly-eyed, human-looking 
Transformer and the not Cyclonus before Cyclonus existed Helmet Man? God, I have a lot of questions. Um, I'll do it. Uh, Meet the mighty Autobots. Optimus Prime is the leader. Bumblebee, Mirage, Ratchet, and Super Strong Huffer are his friends. Who is who? (laughs) What? Who is? Okay, I can see Bumblebee is on the right. Alright, if you were listening to this, you have to look at the scans because nobody looks anything like they do in the cartoon. Oh, oh, Ratchet. Is Ratchet in here? Yes, I got one. It's because he's got a red cross on his abdomen. Oh, good. Good. All right, so who's Huffer, and then who's Mirage? Okay, so Mirage... Mirage is on the left, right? Definitely has to be the guy that has the same car plate as the other Mirage. But who's that Cyclonus-looking guy? Is that Bumblebee? I guess Huffer. No, that's Huffer. You know, since we point out everybody else. I guess. I mean, uh, Bumblebee's the guy with the... Oh, because he's got the little pointy head. Maybe that's Bumblebee. I mean... I guess it's still kind of still hard to kind of point them out, but the art d- definitely looks a lot better than the previous book. I mean, Bumblebee looks like a Transformer finally. Huh. Does that mean you didn't never liked Bumblebee's original design in the in the coloring book? Okay. I don't like. No, I don't like flat heads <laughs> with a face painted on them. <laughs> oh wait, we were wrong. Bumblebee was the guy we thought was Mirage. No. Look at the next page. Yeah. His googly eyes matched the guy in the first page. His googly eyes. Oh, because his package art says that he has telescopic lenses to see from far away. So they made uh, him googly eyes to represent his telescopic eyes from the character description on his toy. Yeah, okay. Bumblebee I has telescopic guess. eyes. He can see things very far away. Including, including that deer. deer. Yeah. <laughs> I like how the deer looks like it's flying, but it's supposed to be... <laughs> it's like walking on air, but it's really because he's zooming in on the deer in the distance, which isn't really noticeable at first, because there's no lines or anything to indicate that. Yeah, that's weird. Especially the way the clouds are shaped as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that looks like Bumblebee's car form. Thomas? And like the other Autobots, he can change his identity... Bumblebee becomes a small car. Hey, kept consistent with the last one. Sam? The evil Decepticons can turn into weapons. Megatron is the leader. Starscream, Thundercracker, Skywarp, Laserbeak, and Ravage are all evil Decepticons. We got all three of the Seekers in this one. Oh, yeah. And he's about to shoot a poor defenseless pipe. <laughs> that, that poor pipe's just trying to struggle to get oil from one end of the U.S. to the other without leaking and killing all the Native American sacred lands. So come on, Megatron. Megatron's also so grumpy in this photo. <laughs> Ugh. Got a different head plate than the last one. Oh my god. <laughs> His, um... This is the day of the Decepticons, shouts Megatron. The two things. Megatron's very happy. Two, Starscream looks worried. He's See, just yeah. like, oh, Really? No. I thought he just looked dumb-faced. And then nah, and I... Meg- Megatron's even happier to see everybody this time. With an even bigger crowd. Uh, crouch. God. Not a... Cod, cod piece? Uh, Cross trigger the crotch. thing hit That's what I was, the word I was going for. You know. Oh my god. Uh, it just keeps getting bigger every coloring. Book. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just keeps getting more excited with all the death uh, he's and destruction really he causes. He's really excited about the day of the Decepticons. Oh my god. 
Patrol every inch of the earth, says Megatron. Find a factory we can use to make an army of Decepticons. Why is he still obsessed with this factory plan? <laughs> well, this was before he moved. He, he fought the Autobots all the time. So he thought, you know, if he could just have a month off away from the Autobots to go construct something, everything would work out. But then he realized, you know, since they encountered them every week, it just his factory idea just wasn't going to happen. I don't buy it. <laughs> Sammy. Uh, yeah. Then we can smash the Autobots and rule the world, shouts Megatron. And, and I guess the Seekers are going off to go look at uh, the Earth. Oh, yeah. it's time for our first thing. Draw a line connecting the Autobot face with the car or truck identity. We did the first matchup. Well, first of all, there's no way to know because they haven't transformed yet. Um, nope, not on the first page. And no, so there's... since they don't match the cartoon or the toy I bought, uh, nothing's gonna work. Bumblebee's throwing me off. Yeah. I... I'm going to have to wear that face then if I ever go to a con with you there, Sammy. Oh, God. I'm going to construct it, oh. paint it, and I'm just going to wear it around. It's so googly. I'm going to be like, I could always tell where you were, Sammy, because I have my telescopic lenses on. <laughs> I'll just continuously screech a Starscream. <laughs> Speaking of Starscream. Now it's the Decepticon matchup. Why does Skywarp look like he has a crown? <laughs> it's like... <What? laughs> At least all the Seekers look slightly different. So Starscream has a giant helmet. You know, Skywarp's got a crown. And Thundercracker has... I don't know. Optimus, a radar disc or he has, something? He has the Optimus Prime plate in the forehead, but then an extra thing on top of it for no reason. How do you figure out, like, how does that help anybody figure out what their jet form is? Oh my god, yeah, that's right. the jets, that's what I was looking at. And also Laser Beak and Ravage. They are the same cassette <laughs> <Just> tape. <laughs> side A and Side B. What? Uh, there is no way to tell the difference. I mean, they have, wait, look at the cassettes. One has two holes, the other has... Two smaller claw marks with a middle thing and two side squares. So if you're looking for the details, you should know who this is by now. What kind of fan are you guys? Yeah, I'm just going to pretend that I'm right to wherever line I put. They weren't (laughs) even in the book up to now. I can't wait to see the answers to this. (laughs) (laughs) It is too peaceful today, says Optimus Prime. I bet the Decepticons are planning trouble. Look at that cute deer. Yeah, he's just stewing and just like looking off suspiciously of this deer holding he looks, he's, while he's wielding a gun just he just has it pulled out for no reason you know what i know you know what i never noticed before optimus prime's uh stomach looks kind of like sound waves a little bit yeah not uh, not entirely like his lower abdomen yeah but otherwise i like the art on this one whoever draws optimus prime is doing that one pretty oh my god probably why <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I can't deal with it anymore. I I thought it was acceptable. And it's, you know, the more I got to know him, the the more scared I got. The more I had to get out of this fast. I love love how he's googly eyes. And then what's his face next to him? It's just like, like, yeah, like the stupid, like, colon three face. (laughs) What three face? 
colon three, like the cat face thing. Oh, yep. I don't know what that is. It's like a like a little emoji, just oh, okay, ASCII art kind of thing. So what are they talking about, Sammy? <sighs> Mirage, probably you two are our best spies, says the Optimus Prime. Find out what the Decepticons are doing. Uh, he is really, uh, really concerned about them. <laughs> you can count on us, Optimus Prime, says Bumblebee, with just a generic picture of them driving away. The previous one like had just side-faced, side-profile googly-eyed Bumblebee, which is, it was just ridiculous. I hate it. It's going to haunt my nightmares. Oh, my God. I, this image, the next image, I, you know, you know what? Um, Thomas, start with the description first. Meanwhile, the Decepticon patrol is going everywhere. I see only ships, says the evil Skywarp as he searches the sea. Okay, so in order to describe this picture, if you're not looking at it, this picture can be one of two things. There is a three-fourths angled ship in the water, leaving a trail behind it, inside a square. On the top of that square is a boat. Now, this can be viewed as the horizon but there's no background of a sun I mean it could be the horizon simply because the giant image of um Skywarp is in the top half of the thing or you could read it as him flying over the ship and then the square inside is actually a transition into what he's seen below him because there's really no way to tell what it's trying to do without I think it's just an odd portrayal because I don't think it's a transition because they haven't established that kind of style at all in any of these pages or in, in, in the previous book. I think it's just they just decided to do like a top-down view. But do you think, <laughs> like picture in picture to, Is that thing. supposed to be the horizon? This is really one I think picture? that's the horizon, yeah. But instead of just a boat on top of waves, they just decided to just do a complete square. Just, You're overthinking this. This is a kid's coloring book. I was thinking. I guess I was expecting. Well, it would more. be fun for the kids to color the waves of the ocean instead of just this line <laughs> or the sun. You know, for the horizon. All right, continue, Sammy. I see only rocks and snow and ice. Brr! These mountains are cold. Shivers the Decepticon Thundercracker. Uh, I wonder what Starscream's gonna find. See, look. That's how you know the mix and match. Uh, Thundercracker has two lines on his wings. This is silly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back and put in the line, and then we'll look for how to fill out the other ones later. There are only satellites in space, says Starscream. How'd you get there? <laughs> Wait. Was Why do looking... you think there are factories in was space? He looking... Yes. Was he looking for factories in space? They're looking for factories, human <laughs> factories to take over. I thought he was in space. I thought he watched... one of them is on the ocean looking for a factory. <laughs> one of them is looking for a factory on top of a mountaintop. <laughs> These guys are idiots, man. Do they not know what cities are? Maybe they think this clearly the not trying to hide their advanced technology from them. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, I wonder if these are real satellites that existed in at the time. No, because no. the top left one looks kind of familiar. But anyway, next we uh we get to size changing ravage. Growl! The jungle is full of plants and animals. No Autobots. Growls ravage. <laughs> Sorry. 
that elephant is very small. Yeah, I mean, is there some kind of perspective thing that we didn't that that, that failed here? So I could get making wanting to make Ravage the focal point and just making them bigger, and then you know you the could scenery. have choose, chosen any other animal except for an elephant. <laughs> yeah, because one. Okay, I could get the point that the scenery is just a smaller thing. You just shrink oh, everything. Wait. But why are the weeds almost as big as the elephant? Go back to my... <laughs> wait, go back to my original ship. Look at the line between Ravage, which is supposed to be the grass and that elephant. These are two separate panels. There you go. Let's see if we can find more evidence of my crazy interpretation of this children's book. Oh, man. <laughs> I hope I don't see a bunch of Autobots, says the cowardly laser beak. Otherwise, I'd run away. Because I'm a coward. That's what my text says on the back of my action figure. Oh, oh no, screams Laserbeak. The Decepticons are doomed. And we get a close-up right. of Laserbeak's face, which is kind of hilarious. Because you never really... It looks kind of dorky. Like... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you're supposed to color it black to make it more evil. Laserbeak's Connect the Dot Mystery. Another game. What did Laserbeak see that scared him? Connect the dots and find out. Then write the name of what he saw in the line at the bottom of the page. Uh, An automobile factory. Yeah. And everyone knows that automobiles are Autobots. Oh my god. The Autobots (laughs) of Megatron to his own plan. (laughs) Autobot factory. <laughs> uh. So uh, we have another scrambled message here from Laserbeak to Megatron, but he's so scared. He's sorry. Laserbeak is telling Megatron what he saw, but he's so scared he is mixing up his message. <sighs> Unscramble the words to find out what he's saying. See, he's now that saying. one makes sense as a funny plot point for the puzzle to work. All right. It's the same with Shh. get them through the maze under to get to the boat like kind of makes sense is this gonna be a thing with these books where they're just like kind of casually increasing like their skill level involved they're they're adding scene uh, transitions and panels and like the games actually have something to do with the story (laughs) 10 will act like the last the final coloring book will just be perfect (laughs) (laughs) they are making an autobot kari Army. Army. You did it. <laughs> A miar. Miar. <laughs> uh, Laserbeak thought an automobile factory was an Autobot factory, says Bumblebee. We must tell Optimus Prime this, says Mirage, next to Laserbeak is as big as Megatron. Why is that worth telling to Optimus? I mean, do they just think he's that dumb and that's why they're laughing? And, they're, and they just want to gotta share the joke with Optimus or something? Why doesn't he just go out there and say, That's right, that's only one of our 25 factories across the world. You'll never defeat us, Megatron. You know, oh God. just use it to their advantage. They could have. Oh. Uh, this is a weird image. Just probably never ever used in anything else. Laserbeak's mistake gives me an idea, says Optimus. We'll make a fake Autobot factory and trap the Decepticons. And this is uh, a page where Optimus has an uh, idea bubble above his head. A light bulb. With a light bulb. A light bulb. <laughs> uh, Sam? Good. Good. 
Optimus Prime tells Huffer to dig a big hole. Okay. Optimus Prime just watches him. Yeah, do this. With, his, with his hands on his hips, no less. Like, doing good, son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I'm here to supervise. You, huh? I'm the leader. And I don't actually get my hands dirty. Huh. <laughs> Look out, everyone, shouts Bumblebee. Here comes the Decepticon Jets. He sees with his telescopic vision that looks, you know, like radio waves instead of what it's meant to be. (laughs) Quick mirage. Make a mirage of a car factory over that big hole, says Optimus Prime. A mirage is something that looks real, but isn't. Thanks. (laughs) Why didn't they put that little uh, footer in the previous one? Because this is the first time the word is being used. Last time it was mirage's name. There's a difference. But they could have used that for a hologram. Maybe that's a big word. Um, <laughs> Instead of trick light. <laughs> Megatron, to- uh, Megatron told us to blast the Autobot factory to bits, says Starscream. <laughs> yes, he told us to blow up the first one we saw, not this one that magically appeared out of nowhere. Just destroy all of them, it's fine. Yeah. How many have they been destroying before they got to this one? You know, as the entire economy of the eight, 1984 collapsed now, before they could even enact their plan. Is that is that how we got the recession of the 80s? <laughs> yep. That will finish that factory for good. The factory is still standing, shouts Megatron. He's there? Yeah, standing on a hill that wasn't there in the last shot. two shots. My energy cannon will turn that factory to ashes, says Megatron. Starscream's secret message. Starscream has sent Megatron a secret message. Megatron has decoded the first word. Can you finish the rest of the message? Write it in the space at the bottom. (laughs) Oh my god, the message. (laughs) Oh, wait. Starscream has a printer built into his body because he printed out this secret message to give to Megatron on a piece of paper. He dropped it from the sky like war propaganda or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, factory not true. Hurt. Hurt. Which is... That's a sentence. Like, he just figured that out. Like, (laughs) just... It could have been... How hard would it have been for kids if it was factory invincible? (laughs) Or factory not destroy? That sounds a lot more reasonable. Yeah. We'll wreck that factory with our bare hands, shouts the, sh- the super angry Megatron. Attack. Oh, now we get to see... <laughs> look what happened. They forgot to draw in the shoulder pads uh, thrusters on Skywarp over there on the left. You didn't need them. It's fine. <laughs> Growl. I smell an Autobot trick here, growls Ravage. I bet Mirage is behind this. <laughs> look, the smart one. Growl. I was right. Growls Ravage. Okay. I'll teach you to try and trick the Decepticons Mirage. Alright, I'm a little confused. So, in the last coloring book, Hound used holograms. Now yeah. Mirage is using Hound's powers in this book. Yeah, he's supposed to make Mirage himself... Mirage can only make himself invisible. But then again, one of the books we also read also attributed Mirage to doing something like this, I think. Well, they don't have an excuse. They made the first issue. And one of those guys, the writer, wrote both of these books. So why would he get them? Why would he mix up their powers like that? Unless he thinks that both of them just, they both have hologram powers. They're both the same character. It's fine. (laughs) At least uh, Ravage remembers, and he's not fooled by this trick a second time. Yeah, in fact, 
He should say, uh, doesn't this remind me of Hound from the last book? Instead, nope, it's Mirage this time. <laughs> <laughs> the factory was a fake, shouts Megatron. They were trying to trap us in that hole. Because, <laughs> you know, Decepticons can't fly. You oh. know, maybe if it had been spikes, you know, molten lava. Yeah, it's just a hole. You know, just, or just, no, wait, just... or Autobot and Decepticons' most feared enemy of all, Ice Lakes. Because, you know, what happened to poor Skyfire. poor Skyfire? You know, just one crash into the ice, what? boom, dead. Yeah. Why do you keep bringing this up? He's he's my favorite, and yet, every time, he's just like, oh, hey, remember that he's dead because ice? And I'm like, you know what? He tried Don't his worry. best. He won't stay dead for long. It's going to be okay. Leader One never got <laughs> crushed by a snowball. <laughs> We're bringing up GoBots again. <laughs> Get right. your GoBots out of here. <laughs> Sammy? Ratchet to the rescue. Ratchet must race through the maze and miss all the dangers so he can fix Mirage fast. Show him the right way to go. With Starscream just like as the holy messiah. <laughs> Is that a what transformer doing limbo at the bottom right corner? Oh, no, or or are they broken? That's, no, that's broken Mirage. <laughs> oh, okay. Ravage beat him up that bad. Who, who couldn't even take out, you know, freaking Ravage. I mean, man. Yep, there he is now with his arm like bent. Have no fear, Ratchet's here, says Ratchet. I'll have you repaired in no time, Mirage. <laughs> He's just sitting there with, like, all his joints. Did Ravage slash all his joints? Yes, specifically oh. the joints. This is hilarious. I actually like this idea. Thomas, what is it? Dot to dot first aid. Ratchet's, Ratchet's work is done. Connect all the dots to see what Mirage looks like now. That is actually so it's pretty kind of like simulating putting uh, Mirage back together. Yeah. What were you saying, Sammy? Oh, no, just that is a pretty cute idea. Yeah. I was like, sometimes they su- they surprise you in this coloring book, right? <laughs> Yay! This electrified net will short your circuits and stop you cold, Laserbeak, says Bumblebee. Uh, I'm no. so glad you can't see his googly eyes in this. Uh, I don't know where that net came from, but... Ah, I can't move, says Laserbeak, who crashes into the ground while, an- I guess, Bumblebee watches from the tree only now in a complete you know, 180-degree turn perspective from the last page. Surrender, Megatron, says Optimus Prime. Never, says Megatron. Optimus is just staying on a cliff, looking down at, you know, Megatron. This this, this next page is beautiful. Nobody can escape... Ugh. No one can escape my grip, says Huffer. Don't crush us, says Starscream and Thundercracker. We surrender! He's just like... Picking up two seekers in his arms, like above him, just like yeah, yeah man. And I remember, got these two bros. Remember, Braun in the cartoon is the you know smaller size of Bumblebee Autobot that was a worker. This is Huffer. What? This well, what does Huffer do? Does he have like strength hours? He's that. No, he he's strong, but he's not that strong. He always wants to get in the fight, even though he was never made for fighting. So he's always like, "I'll take him." He doesn't know his own limits because he's like half the size of a regular transformer. Huffer's word maze. Huffer has hidden a bunch of words in the maze. Here is a list of words. <laughs> Can you find them? We've circled one just for you. So yeah, you're supposed to look for like eight names and circle them in the crossword. That's it. Yeah, so they Don't ran out know. of relevant ideas to relate to the story. Yeah, they have the word robot and earth on here as possible choices <laughs> to look for. Hey, I found Huffer. Found um, Bumblebee and robot. 
I'll teach you to attack me from behind, says Mirage. Ouch, growls Ravage. Those electric balls really hurt. <laughs> oh my god. So okay. now Mirage has electric ball powers. They just look like snowballs, too. Well, fireballs, actually. <laughs> oh my god. I'm putting you two into orbit, says Optimus Prime. That will keep you out of trouble. You won't be able to fly back down, even though you were in space earlier looking for factories. <laughs> just, I, it just throws Megatron You'll at Starscream. You'll pay like... for this, Optimus Prime, says Megatron, already floating in space after being thrown <laughs> by someone. I'm assuming Mirage. Optimus just threw them. <laughs> oh, okay. I saw him throw St- Starscream. I didn't know he was throwing Megatron, too. Yeah. That's kind of oh ridiculous. <laughs> the next time... Oh, it's your turn. The next time we meet, the Decepticons will win and the Autobots will lose, says Megatron. Then Earth will be ours. I glow. <laughs> Cut to credits. You know. Starscream just with, loading with, uh, in the background. Stars sparkling behind him. <laughs> what did you say, Sammy? I just Starscream just floating in the background. <laughs> <laughs> is, he, is he in the next page? No, I just... I wish he was. Oh, okay. You know, this isn't so over the top now after having played Transformers Devastation, where the final battle is Optimus and Megatron just fighting in space. You know, that's how you do. And you know. damn it, I want to play that game. Have you have you played it before? No, I want to. Okay, I have it. So, you know, if you want to come over and play it and, you know, record it for an episode. I mean, that'd be pretty neat. But I would just be screaming, like, why can't I play a Starscream? Uh, you get to beat up Starscream. Boo. That's not great. <laughs> you can you can be uh what is it? You can be Wheeljack, Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, Grimlock, or Sideways. Woo! I don't know where Sideways came from on that roster, but he's there. He there. We'll be ready, Megatron says Optimus Prime. Anytime, anywhere, the Autobots will always protect Earth. Dun dun dun. Yay! <laughs> no, we, we forgot to review it. the actual cover. Oh. Oh, we can do that now. <laughs> the The best thing about the cover is Optimus Prime is on the cover, and halfway in the background, uh, Rumble, Megatron, and Thundercracker are sh- aiming their guns at Optimus, but Optimus is not looking at them. He's looking to the <laughs> right. 90 degrees away from them. Even his posture is that way. Like, he doesn't see the three of them and an army of Decepticons and a smoldering, fiery wreckage off to his side view. He has to stand in the perfect light to get all that shine happening. (laughs) Uh, What'd you guys think of Decepticon Patrol? That was the thing. Yeah, I I mean, it was a little bit better in some ways. (laughs) Like, maybe no. from a technical aspect? No. But not, as far as the story, That the story seemed a lot worse. Especially since it's kind of just rehashing a Megatron plot. <laughs> I, I don't understand why... Why was there no art checks of any kind? Like, in the first story, you had a mix of cartoon and uh, action figure models, as well as sometimes even box art models. The, the box art art that didn't match the figure or the cartoon. And in this one, you don't even have any of those three. You have completely brand new Autobots and Optimus Prime. Like, where did they even get these designs? 
So that's something I... It, it's still just confusing the hell out of me. Just the way that we've been jumping across all these different mediums and all these different products, and there doesn't seem to be any kind of, like continuity between them at all as if there was like no direction coming from the top it was like why did they not just care about their ip or have a singular vision like how does all of this stuff just kind of go off in all kinds of directions like how does i mean it technically technically like the main basis of it of it being like good versus bad is there in all of them and that's really all the higher-ups wanted at that point in time they were just like eh, we need a story to sell these toys because you know that that's what sells toys um so they didn't like they set up a story or they set up like you know they come from cybertron and uh, decepticons versus autobots eh, that's it as long as you follow that structure like we really don't care what you do because <laughs> i don't think they knew that it was going to take off this much like that we can still be talking about this 30 years later did it ever get better? Like maybe five years after this, did they try to like well, when bring was, things in? When I was looking up uh, coloring books, I did found that there were Transformers Armada coloring books and some others. I don't know if there were others in between the other continuities. Maybe there's some Japanese coloring books from you know the Beast Wars or the you know Headmasters. But everything we've read though, except for the Insecticons choose your fate book has everything we've done in this podcast has been from 1984 so this was all trying to be pumped out at the exact around the exact same time yep they had to do it before the gobots (laughs) the gobots were already here the autobots moved in and crushed them (laughs) like the weaklings they were and took over their territory but the way that they did that was through all of their, like, pushing it so hard. Like, GoBots was like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Quality over quantity. Well, the people also said it was all, uh, the fact that they all had personalities on the back. Um, description yeah, of the toys sure was something helped. relatively new at the time, too. So even before the cartoon, you could just see a toy and go, oh, I know what type of person this is. I'll get this one that's interesting to me. Instead of just, yeah. here's a robot. But... I know that's just one of the many things. You know, having a cartoon tie-in probably helped. Of course, it yeah, didn't probably. Help the, of course, it didn't help the GoBots. <laughs> uh, uh. This has become the uh, GoBots crushing hour. Uh, I don't think I'm going to make it to the next podcast. <laughs> All right, so the next podcast is Star Screams Teenage Diary. Perfect. <laughs> He wishes he was a GoBot. <laughs> Dear Diary. No. I hate serving on the Megatron. <laughs> no, his leader one was always better. He's like, Megatron was so mean to me today. I just tried my best. But every time I tried to do something, I helped the Autobots win. <laughs> what has become of me? I just want to slash my wrists. What are you doing? Do you want me to quit the podcast? You're making fun of the GoBots, and now you're talking about Starscream being a suicidal brat? Come on, man. All he wants is Megatron's love. It's, that part is absolutely true, though. And acceptance. Mostly love. Nah, I feel like he just wants to be leader and rule the world. He has no emotions. Except uh, anger when people don't listen to his orders. 
So the next episode <laughs> will be the top, you know, five Starscream episodes. Yeah, after we destroyed Thomas, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll get back to you guys. Gotta build him back up. We got we're gonna look for a factory in the ocean <laughs> and try to put Thomas back together. It'll be fine. Don't All worry. All you have to do is connect your dots. <laughs> uh, well, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Sparkcast. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see how many hosts we have when next time we return. This, this is this is Sean signing off. This was Thomas signing off. Sammy Jumper signing off. See ya.